All right, let's get back to the debacle that has become long-term care in this province. And, you know, we've heard this time and time again. The mantra of the Ford government has been that they took over a mess. They inherited a mess when it comes to long-term care in senior homes in this province. However, new documents show that the government's own inspectors, their own inspectors, warned of multiple problems in the weeks actually leading up to the pandemic, which, of course, has claimed far too many lives of long-term care residents. Jennifer French is with the New Democrat Party. She's the MPP for Oshawa, and she is asking some important questions about the government's response, or lack thereof. And she joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Jennifer, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Jeff, and thank you for having this conversation with me. We've been having it for some weeks now, and we're going to continue because something's got to change here, that's for sure. Uh, What was your reaction to these documents that show that the government was warned about long-term care in the pandemic weeks leading up? Um, Well, it's unfortunately not surprising because of sort of the the history um, the last few years with this government not actually um, delving into long-term care, not investing in the way that we would hope. Um, And we had heard... You know, we had heard that the inspections were kind of halfway measures and whatnot. It is, it is really upsetting uh, to know that up and until basically the the um, lockdown, for lack of a better word, that they were um, keeping tabs on, that they did know that it was building. And you know, it's it's um, it's very upsetting for the families to imagine that something could have been done. Um, it's one thing to battle COVID-19. It is another to know that the home where their loved ones were um, were supposed to be kept safe and healthy, uh, that that was not, seemingly that was not the case. There's a lot of disturbing details in these documents, in this uh, report. Uh, is there anything that really stands out for you? Um, unfortunately, it's a continuation of, of what I have have. Um, I had already been given a, a stack that since this had has started um, coming to the fore, a stack of complaints and investigation or rather inspections. Um, and it tells the same story over the last um, since 2010 of this home and this operator with staffing challenges, um, with just the seeming inability to provide the level of care that you would want for your loved ones. Um, So it all stands out as being egregious, um, but it shows a pattern, which is, which is why, you know, I am calling for, and we're calling for this government to pull the license of this operator. Um, If, you know, if if they're not up to the job, we need to keep our loved ones and our seniors safe. This is Orchard Villa you're speaking of? I, I am the the operators there at Orchard Villa. When you see such um, an awful track record, a documented, publicly available track record through the years of you know complaints and um, the inspections into those complaints, I will I will put an asterisk there though, Jeff, and say uh, not proactive inspections, but the complaint based ones. Um, when you see that history, you wonder how on earth a ministry responsible for the care of seniors in this province was able to ignore that, was able to turn a blind eye for so long. So. Yeah, just some of the infractions I want to run down for those that are listening and maybe have not seen them or heard them. I mean, they're very similar to some of the claims we heard from the military weeks ago. Uh, one resident in stained clothing, soiled clothing, uh, another resident who did not receive baths or scheduled showers, also captured on video uh, verbal and physical abuse. 
And there's been a lot of criticism, uh, Jennifer, about the cutting of inspectors, the number of inspectors. But this document also shows that Orchard uh, Villa, who we're speaking of here, was visited six times in seven months and was told to resolve some of these issues, numerous issues. But there appears to be, I don't know, you tell me, no teeth to these inspections. I mean, they do them, but there's no follow through. Well, and and arguably the inspections are, I would say they're not done to the way that I would want if it were my loved one in there. When you hear about kind of the degradation of the inspection system, that it used to be um, proactive inspections, that they, they might show up unannounced, do an inspection, meet with residents, put eyes on the situation, which is what I, probably you and I would hope for. Um, and then the the system has changed so much that in the last two years, what we're hearing about now is that if there's a complaint, that those inspections are over the phone, that that inspections are are not eyes on, are not fulsome, are not involved. Um, and I would love for the, the government to point to how I'm wrong in that regard. You know, they... they um, they have been defending themselves on inspections, but they are complaint-based. They're follow-up afterwards, and they're not um, – obviously, they're not sufficient if a home like this is able to operate and over the years have the same type of uh, violations or, or problems. Yeah, I think you mentioned this a second ago, but do we need to see more licenses pulled like we saw earlier this week in Hamilton? Well, I, it's, a, it's a great question. I don't know. Um, I don't know what is behind the scenes. I don't know if we, you know, if we can't see into these long-term care homes, I can't answer that for you, which brings us back to we should know what's going on in in these care facilities. So we've been calling for a a public inquiry. The government is pushing back with a a government-controlled commission. You know, we're not just splitting hairs over language, the, you know, a public inquiry under the Public Inquiries Act would need to be accountable, would need to be public. Um, you know, it, it it could take the shape that it needs to to make a difference in long-term care. A government-controlled commission, I, I question them and I get nervous because they would pick who is involved in that, the terms of reference, you know, what is involved. And I, frankly, I don't trust them anymore. Um, and if we're not going to have that public inquiry or that deep dive, that look into long-term care, how do we know how bad it is or how do we know where we can fix? Um, you know, a, an inquiry will take as long as it takes to involve the families, to involve the health care workers, to involve everyone who needs to be involved in that process. Okay, but can I but, ask you, and sorry to stop you or interrupt, but uh, sure. here's the concern, I think, for a lot of families, is this needs fixing, and it needs fixing now. Status quo is not good enough. And when we hear about inquiries or commissions, everybody thinks about, okay, it's going to take some time for everybody to be heard and done. And you're right, you want to find you know, the uh, solutions and the the answers, but, you know, this isn't something that can drag out for years any longer. It isn't, but the families need, so thank you, the families need, though, the answers. So they need what is involved to get those answers. However, to your point and the point of any family that I've talked to, things have to change now. There are still seniors and loved ones who need protecting yesterday. So we have always suggested that it be a find and fix approach. If you find something, if you find a way to retain good staff, if you find a way to attract and keep them, if you find a way to you know, train better or whatnot, if you find it, you fix it. There is nothing stopping this government from you know, following the recommendations that have long been given by organizations like the Health Coalition, health care providers, 
um, you know, probably some of their own inspectors, um, there's no reason that they couldn't fix that today. We don't have to wait for that. So the, the long-term answers and, you know, if there's a, a system overhaul, that needs to take the time it needs uh, that it requires to be done well. But no, no, we can start fixing yesterday, and that's up to the government. That's political will involved in that. All right, just finally, let me ask you before we run out of time. Are you confident that the government has a plan in place right now for long-term care for a possible second wave of COVID? I do not. Um, I I am hopeful. I hope that they are paying attention. There certainly is a groundswell of, of pressure. The average person in, in Ontario now is paying attention to a system that perhaps they wouldn't have considered if they didn't have a loved one in long-term care. Everyone wants um, you know, the, the care that is required in dignity for uh, our loved ones, for our seniors. Um, whether it's this wave or the next wave, the government absolutely, absolutely needs to show um, that they're not just taking it seriously and resting on their laurels and pointing to that they did everything they could. Um, it didn't happen it didn't happen fast enough. They have knowledge and understanding now. They need to be working with all partners to make sure um, that we do stay ahead of this and uh, and stay caring appropriately for our for our loved ones. Because ultimately, um, this isn't this isn't just what we can learn as we mourn those who have uh, have tragically died. We have a lot of seniors in our care, uh, and we need to make them that priority and keep them safe so they come out the other side of this. Well, we will stay on this story because, as I mentioned a second ago, status quo just isn't good enough any longer. Jennifer, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. Appreciate it. Um, thank you very much, Jeff. All right, there goes Jennifer French with the NDP. She represents the area of Oshawa.